What's going on, everybody? This is your boy Marin with another episode of the Marin Ham Show. And today's guest, we have a legendary lawyer. She's been doing this for quite a while. Uh, Revolt's vice president of legal affairs and founder of Tally Group Law, Desiree Tally. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being a part of this. How's your day going so far? So far, so good. It is a nice day in LA. Finally, we had weeks of rain, so rain, yeah. sunshine. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say because that was like what two weeks worth of rain, three weeks worth of rain, almost yeah. a month. Three weeks. You know, it's not supposed to rain in Southern California. Yeah, no, it's 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 like it feels like snow for them. Yeah, absolutely. It's like snow, so like driving is is very hectic for as well at the same time. Um, now, for those who aren't too familiar, who is Desiree Tally? Give us that. Where did you grow up and everything? I'm from the Bay. I'm from Vallejo, California. I, um, you know, it's about 20, 30 minutes from Oakland, but right next door to Napa. So mm-hmm. I got the best of both worlds. Uh, I grew up there. I went to undergrad at Hampton University. So HBCU grad and then to law school in New York and been saying I just been trucking along in entertainment law and trying to pursue my dreams of becoming Judge Judy. <laughs> so now growing up obviously in the Bay Area, have you ever traveled? Have you lived in the East Coast at all? Or have you lived in any of the parts or are you just a Cali girl overall? Oh no, I lived uh in New York for nine years. So I'm new back to California. I've been in California for two years. Um so I haven't lived in California since I was seventeen years old. So I'm now I'm back. Oh, so it's completely different from when you were first there, when you first. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm and from I'm, the Bay, but I can't tell you too many things now. I haven't lived there in so long, but all my family's there. So I go back often. Mm-hmm. And you probably went with a, like a New York mentality back. You definitely. The hustle does not stop. You know, yeah. New York is a great place to live in your 20s when you're grinding, building your career and network. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the hustle and bustle, like you said, and it's it's that's where you learn the the hustling, and then you take your business side to LA, pretty much. That's the way I view it. That's Absolutely. The way I view it, you know. Now, growing up, uh, what were some of your biggest inspirations? Whether it was music, entertainment, or people in your life, what inspired you? Definitely magazines and just characters on television. I always like media entertainment, uh, but most. I love the shows that I watched that have women lawyer characters. So from Claire Huxtable, you know, we all grew up watching the Cosby show. <laughs> Joan from Girlfriends and I love Court TV. So Judge Judy, Judge Mathis, those are people work and characters who inspire mm-hmm. me to pursue mm-hmm. a career at law. I haven't seen any of those shows in a minute, so I don't know how much they've changed. I mean, they've changed drastically. I mean, I remember watching Judge Mathis a while ago and it was that was probably my favorite one yeah he's still on the air he's still on the air really yeah he has his show the format hasn't changed judge judy changed a little bit i'm not too sure how i love the new show but she's still the same so love her um let's see judge joe brown i don't know if you remember that he was yeah he's long gone so Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Desiree Tally show coming up next. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I remember is that Judge Judy changed her hairstyle because she had yes. that same hairstyle for so long. And then I remember that hairstyle went viral after she changed it. She was like, wait, this is a completely different Judge Judy. Like, what's going on here? 
when I first saw it, I'm like, oh my God, Judge Judy has a bun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, what drew you to law, like especially the entertainment side of it? What drew you to that? Like what inspired you to, for that? I always wanted to know why, why different things in the world were happening and who made those decisions and anywhere from criminal laws and why people were going to jail and getting sentenced or to, you know, athletes ending up broke after being rich in their career. I just wanted to know why that happened. And when I was just doing a bunch of different research, it was because of the contracts typically that they sign. Mm -hmm. And so I was inspired to pursue a career of law so I can help them and try to prevent people who look like me and people of color from signing mm -hmm. bad deals. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's, 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 it's progressed a lot as of the recent years, you know, a lot of people are more aware of the contracts. A lot of people are like, instead of me reading the contracts, I might have my lawyer do it, like specifically get to it because it can be tricky. You know what I mean? And the format of it, like they try to trick you with words in some, in, in many ways, you know? So it's like, Hmm, you don't see that clause like years later. And it's like, wait a minute, how did I miss that clause? Cause you live, you live and you learn, especially in the entertainment industry. It's very, very tough. Yeah, absolutely. So it has gotten better, but, you know, contracts have gotten more savvy and there's ways to word it that means the same thing. So I definitely tell people to always get an attorney. If you cannot mm -hmm. afford an attorney, barter with them. It might yeah. be the resource that you have that they may need, and but always have an attorney look at a contract before you sign it. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Read the fine lines and everything. Now, protecting a brand versus a media company, how are they similar when it comes to content and how are they different as well? Yeah. The great thing is I've had a you know, lucky career to be able to represent both the brand, the individual and the company. And so mm -hmm. I like to pride myself on I can see all sides of the deal. I know what the other side is thinking. So it makes me really efficient attorney when you're representing uh, a brand and a company they both try to make sure that they are protecting their best interests so that's the similarity and ultimately get the content or the uh, brand promotion per whether it's the company brand or the personal brand because a person is also a brand mm -hmm. the most visibility as possible and at the right price. So in that sense, it'll be similar. What makes them different is obviously who's paying what, who has leverage. Leverage is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, who has creative control of different types of provisions, if it's content uh, that people are shooting. So they try to fight for it, that, but, yeah. they, you know, everyone has to find value in themselves, whether again, the company or the individual who is also a brand, but know your power and your leverage. And it just depends on who it is mm -hmm. and, and who the company is, who has the leverage. Right. Exactly. And who has the best attorneys and all of that. That's a big, that's a big factor. Who has the big, biggest attorneys? Cause like sometimes you think that person is guilty of something, but then they're not, they turn out to be not guilty because of the way the attorney kind of worked it and kind of maneuvered it around and looked at the little bitty pieces and it can be very intricate you know what i mean how is that how has law changed since you first started like has it has anything changed or it's like been the same since you started has anything changed 
Uh, I think in some cases, the law is trying to be more people friendly or easier to understand, I guess. Uh, So trying to write the laws in a more simplistic term, but also that depends on the area of law, whereas a contract might be written more simplistic, a law when you're signing um, or voting, for example, Mm -hmm. those laws and provisions that they put up are sometimes difficult. Even me, when I try to register, well, when I register to vote and I'm looking at the ballot, the laws that they put in place to say yes or no, they are difficult to understand. I have to (laughs) reread it multiple times. And I'm like, if I'm struggling to (laughs) understand this, I know a lay person without a legal degree is. So I think the area of law, um, really depends on the ease that has gotten in mm-hmm. general. I think it's become easier, but it is specific to the area of law. Mm-hmm. Do you plan on doing any criminal law at all? Or are you like media is your it factor? No, not criminal. I just... I take things home with me. And so I will feel bad if I was a prosecutor putting someone away. Right. And defending a person when I know they're guilty is <laughs> emotional for me. Um, criminal law was actually my best subject in in, um, mm. in law school. And so I passed that with flying colors. But, you know, it's difficult to work in a sector of law when you know the laws are written against you and there's nothing that you can do. And so for a split second, I thought about criminal law. While I was in law school in New York at St. John's, uh, I was in law school during the Eric Garner situation, Mm. which was right in New York. And I lived in Harlem. My school was in Queens. So I took a two and a half commute, a two and a half hour commute, three, two trains and a bus to get to school. And I used to have to commute through the protest every day. And while I was taking criminal law, I was also in constitutional law at the same time. And learning about that and seeing everything on the news with the police and Eric Garner, I knew that no justice was going to be served. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I Stop saying the justice system. I said the legal system, because, again, as we talk about lawyers and politicians being savvy, it's how you can bend and navigate nice. around those rules. But a long answer to say no criminal law for me. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not in the near future. Yeah, it feels like you're more comfortable within the media, media aspect of it. It's I feel like it's less it's less intric- intricate than the criminal. It's less stressful. Oh, it's stressful. The last week I had a stress pillow on my neck for this deal I was negotiating. And I'm currently in a deal that's where where are we three months in. Um, So hopefully that'll be ending soon. It can be stressful, but, you know, everyone wants to look out for their best interests. And so the great news is both parties want to do the deal and just making sure it's the best for both of us. Yeah. I mean, they say a good deal is like you no know, both parties aren't supposed to be happy with it as long as they're in the middle with the deal like there's a saying for that you know what i mean not both yeah. parties are happy with it so if if both parties aren't happy with the deal that means the deal is pretty good because they're both happy in some ways but not really yeah you know i mean they, they got the best out of each other mm-hmm. that's the way right. now outside of everything that you do what are some hobbies you like to do I love sound baths. I'm into the whole meditation and taking that personal self-care 
for you. So going to sound baths uh, with the singing bowls on a mountain in Malibu and uh, the crystals and the whole incense. Uh, mm-hmm. I love hanging out with my friends, going to nice restaurants and cute cocktails. So that's what I, <laughs> I do for fun. And I love live sports. So I go to a football game or a basketball time. A game anytime I get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell from your from the way you speak, it's like you've, you're very mellow. So I, yeah. I feel like that's that's where I feel like okay, now it makes sense. You're very mellow. You're very chill. You're very, but it's also the Cali in you. Yeah, you know I mean that's why I was wondering. I was like, how much has New York influenced you? Because you still got that mellow in you. Um, I was a little bit aggressive, and, and I was like, oh shoot, I'm at home. You know, people opening doors, saying hello in California. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in L.A. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite team? Because you mentioned sports. What's your favorite team football-wise or basketball-wise? Football, Niners. Come on now. Yeah. We got to get to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, well, we were almost there last year with the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. But we going to the Super Bowl this year. And Warriors all day. So, you know, I'm from the Bay. Home teams for sure. Yeah, they say they say the Niners are going to meet the the Eagles. In the end, yeah, uh, soon, but I'm not worried about the Eagles. We got this. Yeah, sure. Not- I mean, I don't know because the hey, Eagles. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, the, the Eagles are pretty fast. So we'll see. But I mean, they're both good teams. So it's going to be an interesting Super Bowl. Absolutely. Be a very, very interesting Super Bowl. Now, if your life had a soundtrack, which three tracks would you pick? Ah, uh, good question. All right. Nipsey All Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hustle and motivate. Um, I would go with got to do a Mac Dre song, and that is I'll say feeling myself. That just hypes me up. Um, and a song that I really love right now is uh, James Blake. Can't believe the way we flow. It's just so much mm. um, in that song to unpack. So those are my three go-tos right now. So you mentioned Mac Dre, which is very rare for people to mention. I mean, you're from the base, so it makes, it makes sense. I I thought you were going to be all beat out. I thought you were going to have maybe like a two shorter and E40 in there. You you know, know. I love him too. So, you know, what's my favorite word? (laughs) But you know the rest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, I love I love two shorts like my top five, top five rappers of all time, like top top ten actually, because I'm I'm super New York. I'm very new, I love that nineties hip hop. I'm very Nas, very Mob D, very, you know, trap called Questage type of dude. So it took yeah. me a while to get into the whole LA thing, you know, it's just but it happens. Uh now favorite part about what you do, like what's your favorite part that, about what you do? Winning. Uh, I I do actually love the back and forth and the contractual negotiations. It can be stressful reading every single word, every day, every comma, every period matters. But if I'm representing, whether I'm representing the client or the company, it is great to see the work that I do. So if it's a television show and I'm negotiating on behalf of a client, to see that show actually come out and them being in that film or that reality series is great. And even if it's a company acquiring a show and knowing that I did the contract for everyone to see is very rewarding to see your work. You know, lawyers don't get the exposure and you Mm -hmm. don't 
how things are made on the back end, but mm-hmm. nothing would happen without us. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, de- it's definitely one of those. What, are, what would you say are the pros and cons of what you do? Pros, uh, learning. I learn something new every single day. I love to mm-hmm. learn. I always say I'm a career student because I every day is different for me. So that is a pro. The con is you, it's a thankless and a lonely job. You don't get thanked for getting a show or getting a person and to have opportunities to make themselves successful. You don't get uh, those accolades that the person you're representing does. And sometimes people don't even know your name. So that can be a little bit challenging. Yeah. What would you say are like, uh, the, like approaching, let's say, for example, like an attorney would get into like a, an already known show versus a brand new show. What would you say are like the most things to look out for? Definitely the term. The term is very important. Uh, If you are, uh, let's say, a talent on that show, you want to know how long the agreement is. If you want to know about exclusivity, if you are tied up to only working with that company, that brand, that product, that is something to look at. And when you're getting paid, how frequently you're getting Mm -hmm. paid installments, what are those dates? Um, And if you are giving someone permission to use your name and likeness, how can they use it? For how long? Is it only for this project in connection with this project? Those will be the most important provision, I I will say, for anyone to look out for. Especially like uh, like an Amazon Prime versus uh, uh, like an up-and-coming TV uh, channel. You know, those are completely you know, you're dealing with like a beast versus a, a tiny animal coming in the game, you know? and that... Yeah, but, you know, I'm not opposed to smaller production companies right. or companies. As long as they know what they're doing, they have the resources and the contacts, and they might have the personnel to be able to get you to that next level. So if you need that hands-on attention and grooming, it might be more beneficial for you as a new artist uh, to go that route. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to think about your why. And I always start with why. If you don't know why you're doing something, then it doesn't make sense. Yeah, for sure. Now, Pop Law, which is a brand new podcast, expand the meaning of the show. Yeah. Pop Law is a pop culture and entertainment law podcast where I am using my platform to educate people on the law through Mm -hmm. celebrity lawsuits. So if you cannot afford an attorney, you can go listen to an episode of Pop Law and you might find the answer you need. Mm -hmm. And how I just went over some important contractual provisions, while it might not be the exact type of contract you're dealing with most of the provisions are the same so you can find that on the show if you are dealing with copyright or trademark issues or working with different brands and want to know how to navigate that pop law will give you the answer there you go it's simple simple as can be you know (laughs) there you go Where, where can they listen to that on all dsps and all DSPs, uh, poplawpodcast.com for sure. It is a part of the Revolt Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. You can look there. And if you want a visual of it, the Poplaw YouTube channel as well. What's, what's it like working with Revolt? I mean, that's a pretty dope company. You know what I mean? I've interviewed so many people here that actually began work, working like at the very ground up with Revolt. And I've always heard that it's a very small team. They like to keep very, you know, you, know, you have the Tavia Samuels, you know, right now running it. You know, what's it like working with Revolt in such like a, a very 
small team and like yeah, it's a very small but mighty team. Previously, I was at large corporations like mm-hmm. Viacom, ASCAP, where we had hundreds of attorneys or d- triple digits. I'm a three-person team. I handle mostly all content coming through there. And so I am getting the ability to use everything I learned at all of the larger companies for this small company and to be able to represent a hip-hop network, a Black network, Mm-hmm. is great and be authentically and unapologetically ourselves is something that uh you can't buy mm, exactly yeah i mean especially <laughs> going from like the big corporations to like the big which i mean that gives you an extra skill set you know that gives you a, a, a kind of like a, a an edge you know what i mean because you said you've worked with ascap which ascap handles everything you know with publishing rights with royalties with all of that jazz so now having worked with Places like like Pandora Radio and ASCAP and Viacom Media Networks and obviously Revolt. What is something you have learned that you are still applying today? Read every day like it is your last. And it's not to be bad, but I always like to do everything right, do it well, and with pride of ownership. I take pride of ownership in my work. So, you know, not every day is great, but I always want to put my best foot forward. And so you can't get relaxed in this business and be lackadaisical, particularly on the legal side. Because it impacts everything. So I treat my job that I've learned early in my career, not just as the attorney, but I'm thinking about the entire business when I make mm-hmm. decisions. I'm not thinking of one contract. I'm thinking about the decisions that I make, how it impacts all contracts. And so when I'm doing an agreement, it, again, it is not um, for today. It's for five, 10 years later. Right. Yeah. As you should. I mean, you are an attorney. So you, those contracts can, are like five to 10 year contracts or like sometimes 15. So it's you're, you always got to think 10 steps ahead in the long term of it, for sure. Uh, yeah. What's the best advice you can give to an upcoming attorney overall, like the best overall advice? Take your time and be patient. Don't expect to come in running things and learn as much as you can. And uh, definitely make sure you ask questions along the way. And so while there are such things as dumb questions, it doesn't matter. Still <laughs> accent. <laughs> no, no matter what. Yeah, especially if you're starting to learn. Now, towards the end of the podcast, I have these 10 rapid questions that I got from Inside the Actor Studios. As an honor, it's host James Lipton. The mm-hmm. first question is, what is your favorite word? Peace. Okay, I was going to say maybe the too short. What's your favorite? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your least favorite word? I can't. What turns you on? Words, I can. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you on in life? Freedom. What turns you off in life? Smacking. Mm, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Water. Mm. Running water. What sound or noise do you hate? Smacking. Smacking. <laughs> I was going to say it's probably the same answer. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? So I thought about this and I would say. I will be a singer, but not Beyonce level, kind of like 
Ashanti, Christina Milian. People know who you are, but you have your privacy as well. Right. You don't want that Beyonce level of. <laughs> but I also can't sing at all. That's why I really want it. I can't hum. I just wish I had a little something. <laughs> <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Be a cop. Mm, okay, that makes sense. And the last one is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done. Any last words you'd like to give the people? Any shout outs? And where can they follow you on the social? Yeah, uh, you can follow me at hoplawpodcast.com. The same for the website and YouTube channel. If you want to check out what I'm working on, who I'm interviewing and learn about all things pop culture and law. Uh, I will also say what my favorite quote is that I like to live by is um, on a mission idle time is your worst enemy there you go alright guys this is another episode of the Mar and Ham show featuring Desiree Tally. peace peace <laughs>